Unchained Rock Show, All Talk with Steve Harrison. You're listening to the Unchained Rock Show with me, Steve Harrison. Gives me uh, great pleasure to be sat on the tour bus back in the UK after a bit of a, a monstrous download set. I'm talking to the one and only Chris Jericho from Fuzzy. It's so funny when you say Steve Harrison. It's like, it's ah, Steve Harrison. Oh, okay. Yeah, nice to, uh, enough, but... nice to talk to the other Steve Harris son. <laughs> Indeed. So, uh, how's it going then, Chris? Uh, everything good so far on this uh, European dates? Yeah, man, it's been a great tour. Um, I think our biggest tour as far as numbers goes uh, ever. We've been coming here since 2005, yeah. and this tour definitely um, is, is the most packed that we've had, which is great. I mean, I think a lot of that has to do with the fact we hadn't been here for a couple of years, Another very successful main stage uh, uh, download show. Absolutely. And then, of course, the release of Judas, the song and the album has kind of put us through the roof as well. So it's a good time for us right now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, you mentioned there about putting uh, through the roof. Certainly when uh, Judas, when the first video was released back in sort of May, June, millions of views in the space of, what, a week or so? Yeah, I think it was a million after the first week. It's 10 million now uh, within six months, not even six months, yeah. which is ridiculous. I mean, that is huge Kardashian level yeah. type numbers. <laughs> and, you know, I, I, it, it was the right video and the right song at the right place at the right time. So yeah. we're very, uh, very fortunate, but um, it's been a long time coming. And we're almost like a 17 year overnight sensation yeah. at this point. <laughs> yeah. yeah, indeed. <laughs> indeed. But I suppose that's the uh, the nature uh, of the business that is uh, Yeah, the, I mean, you, you never like people say, why is Judas... So big, I don't know. I mean, I could sit here and, and analyze it or try to, but why? You just sit back and enjoy it, know that we're worthy of it. We're, we we are uh, been uh, working on this and waiting for this for a very long time. And I thought it would have happened a year or two earlier. Yeah, a, a year, an album or two earlier. But yeah. yeah, like I said, you never know what's gonna really take things to the next level. But this song and this album has. So yeah. it's a whole new world for Fozzie uh, ever since Judas came out back in May. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt about it that um, uh, you're certainly a, a hard-working band, and that's clearly demonstrated by the sort of levels of touring, the types of clubs that you play, and I suppose people will still want to make assumptions about you, obviously, the, the, the wrestling pass, and then sort of bring that as, well, why isn't, you know, Fozzie any bigger? But, um, I mean, how do you sort of come to sort of terms to separate the, the two from the, the music? Well, they are separated. I mean, they're, they're not one and one. And who cares yeah. if I'm a wrestler? It doesn't mean anything when you're in a band. Yeah. It doesn't mean, you know, why isn't Fozzie bigger, us playing arenas, because the WWE plays arenas? Well, so do, you know, low-level independent wrestling shows play, you know, garages. Yeah. It all depends on where you are in the pecking order of, of, of what it is that you're that you're doing, the yeah. genre that you're in. And, um you know, I'm very happy with our success, especially now, even over the last couple of months. Yeah. You know, I mean, main stage at download two years in a row. Yeah. I think that's very admirable. And the fact we had, I think, close to 40,000 people at 1130 yeah. in the morning. I yeah. took great pride in that, you know. So um, I, I think it's all all part of the process. It, it doesn't matter who's in the band. It's either good music or it's bad music. Yeah. I'm sure... You know, Jared Leto will tell you that as well. Yeah. And people, when he probably started, people thought he was going to be on stage doing soliloquies from Suicide Squad. <laughs> you know, Bruce Dickinson's an airline pilot. Does that mean when Iron Maiden plays that they sing songs about small bags of peanuts and sitting in the yeah. middle seat? It's like there's completely different things. And just the fact that Jericho is a wrestler, when it comes down to it, who gives a shit? Yeah. Either it's good or it's not. And yeah. I think after all these great records we've done and all these great shows we've played and the amount of uh, growth that we've had over the yeah. last couple of years, you can see 
what, what people are really thinking. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, on from uh, the UK, two or three more dates here, and then uh, into the sort of uh, the rest of Europe yeah. with the Judas Rising tour. Uh, and is that going to be with hardcore superstar as well? Because it's a sort of a yeah, this is it's a co-headlining co- yeah. co- tour in the, uh, England. These are kind of more our shows, so we're yeah. on last. In Europe, uh, a lot of the places are more their areas. Although Germany, I think we're probably just as big as they are. Yeah. But I mean, that's why we did this. We wanted to kind of open up some doors for them over here, open up some doors for us over there. We've never been to Italy, for example. Right. We're doing three shows in Italy, which is exciting. Uh, never been to Amsterdam. Uh, we might have played a festival in Belgium, but never our own show. Yeah. So that's why you do, um, you know, packages like this. And plus, they're a great band, and they're very much the same vibe as us. Just about having a good time good yeah. time rock and roll yeah. and uh, leaving with a smile on your face you know and that's uh, that's important to us when we put together a package you want to make it um, a great value yeah. for everybody yeah. and also make it all in the same vein where you can go and have a good time whether you're a Fozzie fan a hardcore superstar fan a Mayhem fan Man of Mayhem or Last Band we all kind of relate to each other yeah yeah, you mentioned there that um, you've not played Italy. Funny enough, just to throw this one, I was in Italy yesterday. Nice. I flew back in from uh, Rome late last night to wow. my daughter because it's like a school break okay. for them. So um, that surprised me that uh, sort of over the years that Fozzie have never ventured into sort of uh, Italy and, and oh. other areas in Europe. Well, I mean, we play a lot of places. Excuse me, uh, France, Germany. We really built Germany over the last mm. couple of years. Um, but it's one of those things where people always go like. How can we never come to Mexico? Why don't you ever come to Italy? Why don't you ever say, we'll go wherever you want. You know, just book us. Yeah, yeah. And I think there's still, maybe because it's me or maybe because of the band, a lot of times there's still areas and promoters that don't want to bring us in. We can't seem to crack into Japan for some reason. We can't right. seem to crack into South America. I know we would do great in both of those places. Yeah. But for whatever reason, sometimes you just have to wait. But yeah. when we finally do get the chance... Boom, we're here breaking down the doors. So, yeah. I mean, we're touring Europe with Steel Panther in February. And that's got a lot of firsts as well. First time in Spain, three shows in Spain. And the amount of feedback I've got from Spanish people through yeah. the roof, we can't believe you're finally coming. Thank yeah. you. And that's through Steel Panther. Yeah. Never through us. Same with Italy. Had Hardcore Superstar not been on this tour, we probably wouldn't have been invited. It just right. wasn't a market that, for whatever reason, promoters thought we'd do well. I know we're going to do great. I yeah. can see the numbers that we're going to do great. So, Sometimes you got to push somebody and give them a little bit of a prod. Yeah. Whatever it takes to open the door. We'll, they, we will leave with... Uh, they will leave the show as Fozzie fans. Yeah. And that's all that matters. Yeah, absolutely. Because there's no doubt about it that whenever you're, uh, you put on a show, it's definitely 110% without a shadow of a doubt. Always, uh, but there's just some errors. Like, even, like, hardcore from Sweden. We've never been there. Hopefully, we'll get a chance to tour Sweden with them. Yeah. But even WWE, I've never been to Sweden. I've never been to Norway. Never been to Denmark. Fozzie's had a couple shows in Denmark, but WWE just doesn't go there. Yeah. I think I did one show in Finland with them 10 years ago. It's right. just not a wrestling conducive area, and yeah. some places are like that. Yeah. Some places are just not Fozzie conducive areas, so yeah. you have to wait a little longer to get your chance to, to go there. But once you do, like you said, we know what we're doing. We'll make sure that we leave yeah. with future opportunities uh, ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. Now, just before we uh, started chatting, you noticed that I've got a Loverboy shirt yeah. on. Uh, and for me, being a bucket list band, um, so since back in the day, they came over once about 30 years ago and just played recently. I just wonder, um, are there still sort of bucket list bands that uh, you have never seen that you would love to see? Wow. I've pretty much seen everybody that I wanted to see. I never saw Tom Petty, which is a drag, because yeah. I, uh, Petty was one of those guys that... I never met anybody who, who who's your favorite band Tom Petty no one I knew ever said that but everybody loved Tom yeah, Petty everyone yeah. had his records 
that would have been a good one. But other than that, I mean, I saw Billy Joel a couple years ago. I saw the Hula a couple years ago that I'd never seen. I saw Roger Waters. I'm trying to go see as many of those bands as I can. I mean, I've seen the Stones a dozen times. Yeah. I've seen McCartney a dozen times. Those are my bands. But as far as bands that are left that I haven't seen, I can't really think of anybody that that uh, that that stands out for that. You know, I'm very fortunate that if there's a band that I want to see, I can. If they don't come to my town, I can get in a, a you know get in a plane and go fly out and check yeah, them out yeah. and see them. You know, so yeah, um, yeah. I, I can't really think of anybody. I've been very very fortunate. Even at festivals, I've had a chance to see even bands like Raven. We toured with Saxon. Yeah, going back to Raven. Good old Nawabum days of the yeah, sort of yeah. early eighties. Yeah, um, I'm just trying to think of all the bands that have lots of albums from nobody really pops. I saw Queen with uh, with um, uh, Adam Lambert, which was great. Yeah, so. Pretty pretty lucky so far. I'll, 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 I'll say Man of War. I never saw Man of War. Oh, Man of War. I, I, um, never saw you don't strike me as a, as a sort of Man of War fan. And funny enough, you've. Uh, I mean, that's the band that I play. So in my like '84, back well, in the day, yeah, I think the first like Sign of the Hammer and yeah. uh, Kings of Metal and Fighting the World. I have those are all great records. But I'll tell you a band that I want to see. I've seen them live before, but never in this incarnation. Is Pumpkins United right? Which is the reunited Halloween. Halloween. Yeah, and I saw because Michael. Kiski's one of my favorite singers and Halloween's top six band for me yeah I saw Kiski in 93 in Hamburg with Halloween I've seen him with Andy maybe three or four times but that's one that I'm going to make sure to go see yeah. they're actually in London next week and I was going to try and make it there on a day off but we actually are playing that day if it was right. one day involved they would go they are as well and they're currently in Argentina because I'm actually speaking to Marcus tomorrow I've got an, nice. interview, I've got an interview with him about 20 past 3 in the afternoon because of oh. the time differences tell him I said but, hello uh, tell him I said hello it's funny because I want to have them on talk as Jericho oh, right. and I Instagram Sasha because he's on Instagram yeah. and I, you know, you can do the little comment I was like dude uh, congratulations and he's like oh Marcus said hi I said like, I met Marcus in 93 you guys gotta do my podcast and then it never responded oh, so right. tell him when they come to the states they gotta do my podcast it's, it's got 220 million downloads so it'll be a good hit for them <laughs> well, you know it's funny because I follow every night I go check out the set list yeah like I'm a set list guy right so I, every after every show I go and see oh, what songs they drop yeah, what yeah, songs yeah. they add yeah I love Halloween it's funny because uh Matt Shadows and I from Avenged are both huge Halloween fans. Yeah. We actually even got uh, the matching Halloween pumpkin oh, wow. at the same time. He's got one there, I got one there, so there you go. Yeah. Hello. I mean, I, I, I always thought that was really interesting, and certainly, as I say, getting uh, Michael Keyes gone and Andy Davis and getting this thing all together. It's great. It's, uh, I love it. And then watching, kind of seeing the videos from it, the open with uh, Halloween from Keep of the Seven Keys and yeah. that masquerade, masquerade, grand yeah. masquerade, don't be late. They trade off, and it's just like chills, you yeah. know? And I have this little Halloween gang, and actually Shadows is one of them. We're right. like, hey, look at this video. I can't to see it. So, like I said, I think I'm the world's most famous Halloween fan. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. So, I mean, just a sort of a final one for me then. In terms of um, your uh, your podcasts then, yeah. um, is that, do you sort of see that as a bit of a, a release, another sort of facet to, to Chris Jericho? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a lot of fun because uh, there's a lot of reasons why it's a success. And this is not patting myself on the back, but one of them is I'm a successful person as well. So I know what it's like to get asked the same questions all yeah, the time. Yeah. Uh, people always Lattice. want the dirt. Well, actually, you're doing great, but uh, people always want the dirt. And like, you know, are you going to interview Slash? Ask him what he thinks about Axel. Guys don't want to talk about that yeah. shit. I don't want to talk about that. Yeah. You know, uh, someone was on the bus the other day, so said, oh, so tell me about Fozzie. I'm like, dude, that's a 17-year question. You want like that? Don't start with that. Start again. Take two. Let's ask. Yeah. <laughs> so there's one, two. I never have questions. 
I just listen. It's a conversation like we're having. If I meet you in a bar, I don't pull out a list of questions and go, okay, Steve, so where are you from? It's like, no, yeah. you just listen to what's going on and let the conversation go where it want to go. And maybe sometimes it's not going where you want it to. Either you go out of your way to pull it back or just let it go, man. Yeah. Just ride the tail. Yeah. And um, so there's another reason. I'm very curious. I like to listen. And it's fun for me because, A, I get a chance to talk to my friends that I haven't had a chance to talk to. I had uh, uh, had Biff Bifford on my show last night. We yeah. toured with Sax in 2013. Yeah. Seen him a few times, but I haven't had a chance to sit down and have a nice chat. Yeah. Uh, another one is to get a chance to meet new people. Yeah. You know, like Michael Kiske. I've never met Michael Kiske. That's one of my goals for this podcast is to have him involved. Yeah. And he might not want to. I don't even know how I'm going to do it, but I'm trying, <laughs> you know, hopefully that Marcus will let him. Or, but that's kind of how... Uh, it's okay. That's kind of how... Um, uh, I, I, I get a chance to kind of like Tony Iommi yeah I know a guy that was booking Sabbath and I can get you Tony well, please get me Tony yeah. long shot it happened we met in a hotel room in New York City last year when they were based out of there yeah we hit it off we become friends yeah you know Gene Simmons is on this week he did yeah. my show a couple of years ago when the vault was coming around I saw he was in New York I emailed him he yeah. forwarded me to his publicist everybody in the world is trying to get an interview with Gene Simmons I got 60 minutes with the guy and he's hilarious he's the best yeah that's because people know when they talk to me, they're going to have a good chat, have fun, uh, and, and, and leave excited about it. Like, like Lemmy was one of my favorite guests because everyone told me Lemmy's a very hard interview. Yeah. Not with me. We yeah. sat there and smoked cigarettes and drank vodka for two hours and <laughs> talked about Faulty Towers and the Beatles. And afterwards, he's like, that was one of my favorite interviews I've ever had. Come back anytime. And I'm like, fucking A, man. How long have you been doing this for? So... That to me is the is a fun part yeah. of it. You know? Yeah, absolutely because it's yeah, it is it's that sort of natural conversational and as you say, it is about, you know, being a sort of an ardent listener. Sure. To, to and I have very wide you know, there's a lot of wrestling, there's a lot of music, but I got porn yeah. stars, comedians, actors, I mean uh, pro surfers, paranormal. Yeah. People love my paranormal shows. Yeah. I'm interested in that stuff. So yeah. there's really no limit to who I'll have. If somebody's just interesting to me, I'll have them on. Yeah. So it's it's been uh it's been really cool and also finding out how many people out there are actually fans of mine that you don't know about yeah but then like hey you know uh, this, you know, this comedian in the states uh, Jim Brewer oh he loves you oh great really I didn't know I yeah. love him let's do a show that's how it works yeah so um, people that you still want to sort of chat to then yeah obviously you know, that relaxed sort of interview people gravitate towards you yeah. because they, they hear about that well and there's still some that are hard like you know Ozzy well, we don't do podcasts so yeah. now I'm trying to get Sharon if I can get Sharon and I know Sharon I know yeah. Ozzy too but I know Sharon actually knows me knows yeah. who I am maybe if I can get her and do what I do which I know she'll have a great time then she'll tell Ozzy do this and then of course there's you know the Keith Richards and the McCartneys and those type of guys yeah. but those are just kind of lofty level guys that I have <laughs> zero connection to and really have to get lucky to get them but you never know yeah. I mean there's always a way yeah. so Excuse me, my show's not going anywhere, so one of these days, I'll get them. Yeah. One of these days. <laughs> one of these the only days. way they'll escape is if they die. <laughs> Do you still get that sort of fanboy moment then when you think, I can't believe that I'm sat here chatting to somebody? You know, like, yeah, you have to. Hey. I mean, um, you know, we had the uh, we did the Loudwire Awards in L.A. last week. Yeah. And Tony Elmi was getting an award, and like I said, I knew Tony from last year, and I saw him at the Metal Ham Awards this year, and then Charlie from Anthrax, who's a really good friend of mine, said, hey, can you introduce me to Tony? I'm like... You've never met Tony? He's like, no. Like, you've been in Anthrax for 30 years. One of the biggest fans <laughs> of all time. you never met him. Hey, Charlie, this is Tony. This is Charlie from Anthrax. Oh, we've never met him. I'm like, ah, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, You know, like, I introduced this guy to this guy. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it, it, we're all still fans. 
you know, um, we played, speaking of Ozzy, we played Aftershock last week in Sacramento, and we were on earlier in the day, and Ozzy was on last, and Rich and I got side passes, side stage from Sharon. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you watch Ozzy, I don't care how old you are, how many shows you've sold out, it puts you back into a four-year-old kid yeah, watching it, it. You know, it was amazing. So you have to be a fan to, to, to continue to do this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the, that's the sort of first and foremost, uh, getting involved in radio. And as you say, you know, the fact it's about being a fan of music in the first place. Yeah, that's yeah. why you get into it. You know, if you get into a band for the money, it's the wrong reason. I yeah. mean, obviously, if there's money to be made, you want to have it. But even... Um, I went and saw Metallica in Birmingham the other night in our day off. Yeah. And afterwards, uh, Lars was super excited because Diamond Head was there. Yeah. So here's Lars, you know, in Metallica, just sold out Birmingham. They're backstage, you know, eating turkey burgers made by their chef. <laughs> and he's flipping out, telling his wife, this is Brian Talley staying at his couch for six months back in 81. He played bass and he's on the drums. Yeah. <laughs> so I said he played bass and drums for years, but... Lars has given them their respect yeah. because it's one of his bands. Like, yeah. you know, and afterwards, I told him, I said, Metallica's my diamond head. You yeah. know, the fact that you get to hang out with your heroes is the same thing that, you know, my heroes are now my friends. I mean, that's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. And that's what it's all about, you know, because at the bottom line is, at the end of the day, we're all just guys that had a dream, were fans of something, and went out and did it. Yeah. And that's, I think you always have a kindred spirit relationship with guys like that yeah you know? yeah yeah and I say for that sort of love of music and in particular well, I suppose people would say that you get that feeling in any sort of music fraternity whether it be sort of rock R&B pop I suppose but it just seems to be that affinity with uh, rock and metal uh, fans yeah. in particular well because rock's always been underground yeah it never, it's never been mainstream yeah and obviously a band like Metallica or Guns N' Roses can do stadiums but they're kind of the anomalies yeah and you know when people say rock is dead it's not dead it's just always it's been it's always it's been where it is where it's always been yeah you know it's it's never been a mainstream thing it's always been underground it's always been you know if if you show up at a t-shirt with a loverboy sh- a show with a loverboy shirt on hey loverboy oh that's cool yeah let's, let's talk about something you know yeah. and um that still exists to this day yeah so. yeah absolutely well chris Thanks very much for chatting to Thanks, us. Thanks, man. It's one of those where I could definitely spend all night, but... Uh, yeah, I'm a little bit sick and I don't want to talk too much. Yeah, so. absolutely. Like, so I was like, you got to stop. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, looking forward to the gig later on uh, this evening. Uh, enjoy the rest of the stay in the UK. And uh, long may the uh, successes grow and continue for Fuzzy. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Cheers, Chris. Always good to be in the UK.